What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actor Killian Murphy in the movie Jungle Land. But first, let's talk about the career of actor Killian Murphy. Murphy gave a breakout performance in Danny Boyle's zombie apocalypse movie 28 Days Later, along with Naomi Harris. You watched the movie, and you could tell both were destined to movie stardom. Harris went on to star in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and was Oscar-nominated for her performance in Moonlight. And after that movie, Murphy went on to play two villainous roles. First in Batman Begins, where he played Scarecrow. I thought that was a super underrated performance. Everyone talks about Heath Ledger as Joker, Tom Hardy as Bane. I think Killian Murphy as Scarecrow was super good. And he's gone on to work with Christopher Nolan again in movies like Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy. And Dunkirk, where he played a soldier with PTSD. Murphy also had a villainous role in Wes Craven's film Red Eye along with Rachel McAdams. I just think Killian Murphy is so good at playing over-the-top sinister. He's so believable in those type of roles. There's just something about him where he looks kind of creepy and kind of scary. He's very believable as the villain of a movie. It's something he should do more with his career. He should play more villainous roles. When I think about the career of Killian Murphy, I think about his collaborations with two of the best directors that ever do it, Danny Boyle and Christopher Nolan. First, he worked with Boyle on 28 days later and then on Sunshine the super underrated sci-fi that stars Chris Evans, Rose Byrne, Benedict Wong all these people went on to have big careers and Killian Murphy is the lead in that film and has some great scenes with Chris Evans and the guy who wrote both of those movies 28 days later and Sunshine is Alex Garland, the guy who went on to direct Axe Machina and Annihilation. He is one of the best sci-fi directors working today. And with Christopher Nolan, Killian Murphy has appeared in Batman Begins, Inception, Dunkirk. Dunkirk, he plays a soldier battling with PTSD. I thought he was super good in that film. It's an underrated performance. Most of his scenes is with Mark Rylance, Tom Glenn Carney, and Barry Keoghan. And in Inception, a movie led by Leonardo DiCaprio, it's all about the supporting performances. Tom Hardy is incredible in that film. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is great in that movie. I thought that was an Oscar-nominated worthy performance from Levitt. Killian Murphy is so good in that movie. It's so weird to look back in that movie and think about it. It's all about the supporting performances. You can't say that about a lot of Leonardo DiCaprio movies that he gets overshadowed by other actors. But Killian Murphy is one of those actors that outshines Leo in that movie. Murphy is best known for his supporting performances, but he's also given some really good underrated lead performances. He was the lead in this World War II thriller, Anthropoid, along with Jamie Dornan. I think that's an underrated film. And he's the lead of Free Fire, a film along with Brie Larson. That's a super fun, it's kind of like Guy Ritchie-esque type of movie. I think it's a super fun movie in Killian Murphy. It's probably his most fun role yet. Overall, I think movies have underused Killian Murphy, and that's why I think his best performance comes from the hit BBC show Peaky Blinders, where he plays Thomas Shelby, this British gangster with a heart of gold. He is so good in this show. It is the best performance on television this past decade. I don't think anyone has been as good on TV as Killian Murphy has playing this character. Each and every season, he gets better. He's played this character for five seasons, and he continues to grow with the character. It is the 
best performance on television right now and it was just announced that season six is going to be its final year and I have no doubt it's going to be incredible. It's written and created by Stephen Knight who's an incredible writer and look at the amount of movie stars who've joined this show. Tom Hardy, Sam Neill, Anya Taylor-Joy, Sam Claflin, Adrian Brody, all of them have joined this show and yet the most captivating performance comes from the lead, Killian Murphy. He is incredible in the show. He deserves accolade after accolade for his performance on this show. I mean, I really like Killian Murphy as an actor before the show, but mostly I thought of him as a supporting actor. I never thought of him as a great actor. And then I watch, I binge watch Peaky Blinders, which is one of the most bingeable shows ever. And I thought to myself, wow, this is one of the best actors on planet Earth. That's what I think of when I think about Killian Murphy. I think he's super underrated. I think not enough people know what he's capable of. Everyone that watched this show knows how good Killian Murphy is and knows why this is one of the best performances on TV. It's up there with John Hamm and Mad Men. It's up there with Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad. It is up there with the best television performances of all time, and I hope it leads him to better work in movies. I hope people watch the show and give him incredible leading roles in movies, because I think Killian Murphy has a lot more to offer movie-wise. I think he's capable of being a movie star. I think now you can say he's a television star who sometimes acts in movies, but but I think he's fully capable of being one of the best movie stars on planet Earth. An upcoming project for Killian Murphy is the sequel to the hit film A Quiet Place, A Quiet Place 2. I am super excited for this movie. It's been pushed back time and time again because of COVID. Again, I love the first film. I think it's one of the best horror films of all time. John Kaczynski is returning as writer-director. I don't know if Killian Murphy is going to be the hero of this movie or the villain of this movie, but him on screen with Emily Blunt is something that I cannot ignore. It is probably one of my most anticipated films of 2021. And I think it could be a chance for Killian Murphy again to become one of the biggest movie stars on the planet because you watch Peaky Blinders and you're like, I want this guy to do this on film. And I think A Quiet Place 2 is a right place for him to showcase his talents because again, it's a blockbuster film. He's going to have a pivotal role in it, no doubt. I'm super excited for this film. It's one of the few horror franchises I really like. I think since appearing in 20 days later, Killian Murphy has been one of the most consistent actors working today. When he shows up in something, he gives a good performance no matter the project. And here's a list of performances I definitely recommend to witness the great work of Killian Murphy. 28 Days Later, Batman Begins, Red Eye, Sunshine, Inception, Anthropoid, Free Fire, Dunkirk, and Peaky Blinders. Watch these movies and realize what I have, that Killian Murphy is one of the best actors working today. And I I think he's on the rise. I don't think he's at the end or the middle of a great career. I think his best work is yet to come, and that's exciting. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Jungle Land. Here's a quick synopsis. Stanley, a down-and-out man, and his brother Lion, a bare-knuckle boxer, make a deal with a dangerous crime lord so they can enter a prize fight and finally become successful. This movie was super anticipated for me because I saw a trailer. I saw it was a boxing movie starring Jack O'Connell and Charlie Hunnam, who's one of my favorite actors. 
So I, of course, wanted to see this movie. And I think for the most part, this movie lived up to the hype. And the biggest reason why is because of the lead performance from Charlie Hunnam. I think he gives the best performance of his career. The movie falters when he's not on screen. He's playing both a fun and a sad character. It's complicated. Hunnam is so good at playing super confident, cocky characters. He's done it in his last few films, Lost City of Z, The Gentleman, Triple Frontier, True History of the Kelly Gang, and now Jungle Land. Like, I just think that he has a character type. I think the career of Charlie Hunnam is so fascinating. He had this huge hit TV series, Sons of Anarchy, and he definitely could have gone the, like, blockbuster route and starred as, like, Thor in the MCU, but instead he's been the lead of, like, these weird indie films. It's an interesting career. He's working with some interesting filmmakers like Guy Ritchie, James Gray, J.C. Chandor. That's the type of career I really like. He's worked with Guillermo del Toro twice. He was the lead of Pacific Rim, of course. I mean, this is a guy who turned down the lead role of Fifty Shades of Grey. Most people forget that. That was supposed to be Charlie Hunnam instead of Jamie Dornan, and then Charlie Hunnam stepped away from that role, and Jamie Dornan went on to star in that film with Dakota Johnson instead of Hunnam. He would have had a way different career. Now, he's been in some few hits and misses, like King Arthur, but I even think the big studio film that he was in, King Arthur, that a lot of people don't like, I think that's an interesting film. I think he's making interesting choices, and I think he's an underrated actor. I think he's one step away from being a well-known movie star. I think at some point he's going to be in a movie that's going to make him just as well known for that role that he is for Jax of Sons of Anarchy. Like, I think he's super close to being in a movie that makes him an even bigger household name. Also in Jungle Land is Jack O'Connell, who had a really good 2020. He gave a solid lead performance in this and was really good in a supporting role in Seaburg, a movie I talked about on a past podcast, along with Kristen Stewart, Zazie Beetz, Margaret Qualley, Vince Vaughn, and Anthony Mackie. My issue with Jack O'Connell in this movie is he's super good, but he's outshined by Charlie Hunnam. Like, it's kind of a boring lead performance. He's not as interesting. He's not as compelling. He's just there to be the lead. He's the brother lion who's going to turn the other brother Stan into a success. He's not as interesting as a character. There's not a lot there from a plot standpoint. He's just not as interesting. He's not flashy. He's the boring lead. It's it's a commonality you find in these boxing movies about brothers. Just look at the fighter. Mark Wahlberg is super good in the fighter, but it's Christian Bale who went home with an Oscar. You watch Warrior. Joel Edgerton is incredible in the movie Warrior, but it's Tom Hardy who gives the performance of a lifetime in that movie. It's Tom Hardy why I rewatched that movie again and again. It's Christian Bale why I rewatched the fighter again and again. Mark Wahlberg really solid in the fighter. Jack O'Connell really solid in Jungle Land. Joel Edgerton really solid in Warrior, but the supporting performances just outshine those other performances because Christian Bale is incredible in The Fighter, Charlie Hunnam is incredible in this movie, and Tom Hardy is incredible in Warrior. Supporting performances just sometimes outshine the lead performance. Another example of that is The Town. Ben Affleck is perfectly good in The Town. It's probably one of the best performances Ben Affleck has given in his career, but when you watch that movie, you're just like, wow, Jeremy Renner is just super talented, and that's why he was the one who was nominated for an Oscar. Sometimes the lead performance just gets outshined by the showier supporting performance, and that's what happens in Jungle Land. Jack O'Connell is really good in this movie. It's memorable, but what Charlie Hunnam does is he takes the movie over. 
Also in this movie is Jessica Barden, who's best known as the star of the show, End of the Effing World. She's gotten really good at playing complicated characters, and she has really good chemistry with Jack O'Connell in this movie. The thing I think about her when I see her on screen is that she's not capable of really playing a normal person. Like, I just don't think, but it's really in her wheelhouse to play these complicated characters that have real-life issues. The last actor I'll talk about from this movie is Jonathan Majors, who is a rising star. First, he gave a great performance in the film The Last Black Man in San Francisco in 2019. His 2020 has been impressive, to say the least, with supporting performances in this and Spike Lee's Defy Bloods and as the lead of the HBO series Lovecraft Country. In Jungle Land, he is only in a few scenes, but he makes an impact because he's a powerful presence. When he's on screen, you pay attention. He's currently working on a Western film with Idris Elba, Lakeith Stanfield, Regina King, Zazie Beetz, and Delroy Lindau, who he worked with on Defy Bloods, and he's joined the Marvel Cinematic Universe as the menacing villain Kang the Conqueror. Pay attention to the name of Jonathan Majors because he's not going anywhere anytime soon. I think this guy is going to be the next big movie star. And this movie really could have benefited from more of him on screen. I thought his scenes with Charlie Hunnam were really compelling. I think the two of them give the two best performances in the movie. I would have wanted them on screen more because I think it was a super interesting dynamic between the two. I didn't know enough about their backgrounds or their dynamic between the two characters to be super interested, but just because they're movie stars, it was interesting enough. I think this movie could have used a lot more scenes with Charlie Hunnam and Jonathan Majors. One thing I thought about when watching this movie is that the genre of the fighting movie is not going away. You can go all the way back to Raging Bull and Rocky, and since then it's been thriving, but I think it's even rising right now. You saw the success of Creed with Michael B. Jordan. I love the movie Bleed for this with Miles Teller, and I was wondering why are these movies having so much success, and then I thought about it. It's because movie stars are willing to be in these movies because it's such a challenge for them. They have to change their bodies. They have to give these super compelling performances. It's a great stage for an actor to perform on. It's probably the most showier performances come from these fighting movies. Christian Bale in The Fighter, Tom Hardy in Warrior, Robert De Niro in Raging Bull, Miles Teller in Bleed for This, Will Smith in Ali. The list goes on and on and on. Whether or not you're playing a fictional boxer or a real-life boxer and you're telling his story, this is a super compelling movie for an actor to be in because they get to showcase their talents and they get to go through character growth. It's not a Marvel movie. It's not an action movie. It's about real life people and real life struggles. One of the things that differentiates Jungle Land from some of those other movies is there's not really a happy ending. Stan, the character played by Charlie Hunnam, does not get a happy ending and neither does Lion, played by Jack O'Connell. Like This movie doesn't have that super happy ending where Lion wins the fight and the two of them go on to have huge success together like a movie like The Fighter ends with. Again, it's more realistic even though The Fighter is based on a true story. I think Jungle Land is more realistic to what real life is really like. I think the biggest issue with the movie is the plot and I think the only reason why this movie is super entertaining is because of the performance from Charlie Hunnam. I think he uplifts a pretty boring plot. Like the plot is not worthy of the performance that Charlie Hunnam is giving if that makes any sense. Like I think he propels this movie to making it a good movie. I don't think the plot is really there. I don't think the character development is really there. Like again, the scenes between Charlie Hunnam's character and Jonathan Major's character, I don't really know what that dynamic is like. I mean, you can 
tell me that these two brothers struggle together for years and years and years, but you didn't really show me their struggle. You just made this fight up. Like, I, I think some of this movie doesn't really work. But the thing about it that I do find interesting is those other movies I mentioned about brothers, The Fire and Warriors, that's about two brothers who are trying to separate from one another. Mark Wahlberg is trying to distance himself from Christian Bale. Tom Hardy is trying to distance himself from Joel Edgerton. But in this movie, Charlie Hunnam and Jack O'Connell are trying to do the success together. They're trying to unite. And that's their biggest failure is they don't know how to live life without the other one. The Charlie Hunnam character isn't just a brother for Jack O'Connell. He's a father at this point. He doesn't have any other family but this guy. He doesn't know how to live without this guy. And he doesn't know what real success is. Neither of them do without the other. Their downfall is how tied to the hip they are to one another. Is They don't know how to live life without the other one. Well, the other two brothers that I mentioned in The Fighter and Warrior are trying to distance themselves from the other brother and become their own man. In this movie, Jack O'Connell gets that idea from Jessica Barton, but in reality, he doesn't really want to do that. He wants to have success with his brother. He doesn't want to distance himself from his brother. He wants to unite, and that's their biggest failure, is their connection is their downfall. That's super interesting in a movie, and you've never seen a movie like this. I don't think this movie is as good as those other recent movies I talked about. I don't think it's as good as The Fighter. I don't think it's as good as Creed. I don't think it's as good as Warrior. I don't even think it's as good as Bleed for this, but I think it's a compelling movie because, again, it's really right in my wheelhouse. It's an interesting character piece, and really it's all about the Charlie Hunnam character. Like, what a guy like that is about. This guy who knows he doesn't really have any talent, and he's banking on his own brother's talent to make him successful. That that would be his idea for success, is that his brother becomes a great bare-knuckle boxer, and he gets all the rewards and benefits of it. There's kind of a dark thing between that character that he doesn't really want to do anything himself. He's relying on his younger brother for him to become a success. Their bond is super complicated. Like, I'm not really even sure if the Charlie Hunnam character is just misguided or a bad guy. And I think the complicatedness of that character is what makes this movie super compelling and worth watching. The relationship between Jessica Barden's character and Lion's character is a little confusing to say the least, but I think they have good chemistry, so you let that stuff go. I, what I like most about this movie, it's not about the fight at all. The fight is barely in the movie. I watch some of these movies and they're like, oh, the fight scenes are amazing. Like, Warrior has some great fight scenes. The Fighter has some great fight scenes. Creed has some great fight scenes. But the thing that makes those movies special is that they are character pieces. They are about the lead characters. They are about the supporting characters. They are all about character growth. And that's what Jungle Land has to offer. That's what makes Jungle Land a special movie. It doesn't really care about the fight. It cares about this weird relationship between these two brothers that are relying way too heavily on one another. The last thing I'll say about Jungle Land is far from a perfect movie, but it is worth watching from the Charlie Hunnam performance alone. Again, I think Jack O'Connell is really good in this movie. Jessica Barden and Jonathan Majors are super good in supporting roles. Jungle Land may be a middle-of-the-pack fighting movie. Like, it's not Raging Bull. It's not Rocky. It's not Creed. It's not The Fighter. It's not Warrior. It's not Bleed for this, but it's still a super compelling movie that I don't think enough people have seen to this point. Like, it's that type of movie that I want to watch. It has a movie star in Charlie Hunnam. Again, a guy who's most known for other things, giving the best performance of his career. That's why I watch movies to see people do 
different things as the actors play different kinds of characters and this is definitely a different kind of a role for Charlie Hunnam in Jungle Land so I definitely recommend you watch the movie Jungle Land. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and this week I put the spotlight on the career of actor Killian Murphy in the movie Jungle Land. Next week it's a jam-packed episode as I put the spotlight on the career of actress Margot Robbie, the movie The Dig starring Ray Fiennes, Carrie Mulligan and Lily James, and the movie The Little Thing starring Oscar winners Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe.